Welcome to the Disney Hour Express podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Rob. We are two hopelessly romantic Disney enthusiasts. Sharing fun stories, secret tips, and family travel experiences. If you are a Disney newbie, or maybe a season pass holder, we hope you find this information helpful. We turned our love of Disney into a unique boutique travel agency that books Disney and Universal vacations. We've got a lot of stories, so cozy on up, choose your favorite drink, whether that be a cocktail or a hot chocolate, and enjoy the Disney Hour Express. Hey, welcome to episode 55. Today we're going to... double Cinco. (laughs) Nice, nice. Today we're going to talk all about Disney lands that were never meant to be. Ooh. I heard this is uh, Sammy Hagar's favorite episode. Oh, is it now? (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know who Sammy Hagar you know, is. this reference, oh boy. Okay. Nope, didn't get Fair it. Fair enough, let's just leave it there. Sorry. Let, them, let, let the listeners uh, figure that one out. And you, I guess. I guess. <laughs> that's how that's, you know you have a good podcast, when you have your co-host, um, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> leave it out there. I mean, right that in the introduction. most of our episodes, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> fake it so you uh, can look it up later <laughs> and, fair, fair enough yeah in any case we have been doing a lot of research this weekend because our idea for what we wanted to talk about was definitely about the lands that disney did not develop so they had mm-hmm. either released statements or bought partials of land are started with the ideas of the projects, but they just didn't come through. So we've had a a lot of those. We've talked Mm -hmm. in the past about ideas that started and then failed. And Mm -hmm. that happens a lot with uh, companies that are so invested in developing new things continuously. Mm -hmm. That's what Disney's all about. So what about these things that just never took off? And I think part of that was uh, at least like uh, the inspiration I from that idea was like watching all those, um, like those Imagineers behind the scenes, behind the scenes, uh-huh. and that, you know, talking about and how they bring up all this stuff. I mean, you could go into Walt, you know, yeah. original like Epcot, his ver- his vision of Epcot and what actually came to be, right? What, you exactly. Know, I mean, so there's so many steps beyond, and yeah. then how it actually turns out is usually very, very different. But of course, very well loved. Yes. Um. So it's so interesting. I mm. love that. Um. One of the I'm going to talk about a couple of places, and and Rob's going to talk about a couple of rides, I believe. Correct. Yeah. And then we'll we'll mm. wrap it up with some current news. But so what, the first place I'm going to talk about is called Disney Sea. I love a good aquarium and a good uh, sea visit um, uh, with all the animals and everything. So Disney Sea was an idea that started in 1990. And this was going to actually be a nautical park designed to be situated on Long Beach, California. So all the way over there. Um, Again, it, it was an aquatic themed amusement park. And um, they unveiled the idea actually in July of 1990, and the plans for Disney Sea included a two-story aquarium in the center of the park. And the designers had plans to make the features interactive and educational oh, for guests. Oh, education on vacation! Everybody knows how much I love that. 
an Abby special. I know. I heard they just started referring to that. Anytime education comes up in a plan, they just call it the Abby. The now. Abby. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go full Abby. Like, oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and, and they sigh. Is that really what comes out from my education <laughs> on vacation idea? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So the aquarium was uh, slated to be named Oceana oh. and was to include the interactive exhibit and a working laboratory. I find this really interesting because we've got over at Animal Kingdom kind of a very, not a working laboratory, but we've got a um, a, a hospital for the animals that come through for just mm-hmm. like general procedures. I yeah. don't think anything super serious would mm-hmm. they do at, at that hospital because it's a viewing hospital. You can see it as a Animal Kingdom guest from the outside behind a glass window, of course. You're not That's like true. in there. But um, so a working laboratory, I I would find very interesting. But see, when you say laboratory, I think of like that they- Dinosaur you know, eggs. Or that they're they're like trying to put lasers on sharks or something. Like that's oh, a- well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is a working laboratory? Well, yeah. really, I mean, are they trying to create um, more sustainable environments? They're splicing and growth DNA. And, uh, and, uh, oh, turtles, maybe? turtles to sharks. Turtle shark. Turtle shark. The shark Sharknados. with a hard turtle shell. <laughs> that sounds frightening. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch that to uh, Sci-Fi. Hmm. Okay. okay, that All sounds right. awesome. There we go. Um, so this would would have been similar to Living the Seas Pavilion at the Land Pavilion at Walt Disney World's Epcot. So that's interesting, too, because I always feel like when you go to Living with the Seas Pavilion, mm-hmm. um, I always try to get the kids to stop and take a breath and actually spend mm-hmm. time in this area because I feel like there's so much to offer. Did you even know they have a touch tank? Have you personally ever gone to the living with the seas, living seas touch tank? I generally do not participate in these touch tanks. Just, You're not a toucher. I'm not. A, I'm not a toucher of living uh, objects. I'm not, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. That was too broad of a thing, but I guess of aquatic life, I just gotcha. like most, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yes. But I, I can't remember, to be honest with you. I remember the big shark, uh-huh. Bailey, Bailey put her head through uh, yeah. Bruce's uh, face. face, yeah, and face, uh, mouth. Um, we're still trying to find out where the dolphins are. In the, I know, <laughs> for um, real. Where are the dolphins? <laughs> where they are? But in any, you yeah. know, anyways, uh, so they were kind of basing the idea off of that. Um, the theme park, you know, was met with a lot of backlash from multiple parties including locals of the area and uh other they they actually came up with a whole new california coastal act to stop this project from moving forward yeah so um the westcott plan was then uh turned into something different which is now disney california adventure which is really interesting so they they originally called westcott Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, totally, completely different idea. Mm-hmm. But um, the concepts for this were proposed uh, over in Tokyo. And Tokyo actually has Tokyo Disney Sea. Mm-hmm. And it was, it did really, really well. Um, in September of 2001, Disney, uh, Tokyo Disney Sea opened 
super successful. It's one of the most visited parks in the world. I mean, not in the top one, two, or three, but it's it's mm. in the top ten, gotcha. uh, which I think is very interesting. Um, there are currently seven themed lands or ports of call over at Tokyo Disney Sea, and the entrance to the park is the Mediterranean Harbor, which opens up to six more nautically themed ports, which are American Waterfront, Lost River Delta, Port Discovery, Mermaid Lagoon, Arabian Coast, and the Mysterious Island. Um, there's an eighth port of call uh, named Fantasy Springs, which is currently under construction and will be open in June 6, 2024. Yeah, I've taken a brief uh, like you know, look around of the Tokyo Disney Sea and the, mm-hmm. the sea and all their lands. I mean, it's some really, you know, they, they really go all out um, mm-hmm. over there. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, very I mean, immersive. It's just like everything's very themed and like, you know, whatever, if it's a land that has something to do with, uh, I think they don't they have a big uh, what's the zoo one that I can't think of. Oh, uh, okay, a big zoo. No, but yeah, the what's the the name of the movie? The Zootopia. Uh huh. Yeah, they have like a yeah, they Zootopia. Have a big they have like a big Zootopia, Zootopia over mm-hmm. there, and they have, and just everything looks really well done and all yeah it does even there uh they had the themed was it them that did the themed uh anna and elsa frozen rooms was it over in tokyo or was that that's tokyo disney yes i i know different yeah they're but i just think that they are really on top of these amazing arendelle looks amazing Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i love that Mm. but you know here we are (laughs) Back here with just Disney <laughs> Just World. regular old Disney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. We love it. Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. I don't want that. So, ne- never going again. Another mm. one, which I thought was a really interesting, was going to be the National Harbor Resort Hotel. This idea landed in 2009, and it was supposed to be a 500-room hotel to be located at the National Harbor. So this is a little south of Washington, D.C., Um and Maryland's National Harbor. And it was a an attempt, to, it was supposed to be near the National Convention and Visitor Area in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Disney had purchased 11 acres um, for this hotel at $11 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's super interesting because Washington, D.C. is a, a very visited place right you've got all of these um museums that are free to go to um and uh, continuously people are always visiting it's just never not busy in washington dc so to open up a um kind of theme parky resort area i guess not so much a theme park but like a resort area how i feel like that would have been a really awesome move but Mm -hmm. i do understand why it didn't come through um because it could have been also very far-fetched too so it was a 300 acre tourist area along the potomac which is the maryland's national harbor that would have kind of supported these 500 room hotel because you've got your shopping areas and places to visit and all sorts of things there's no lack of things to do um and there was kind of these predictions and sayings that the 
resort itself might actually be a combination of Disney Deluxe Resorts and Disney Vacation Clubs Resorts. Which Um, makes sense. Which makes sense. But then it makes me think of that resort over in, um, I believe, South Carolina that Disney has. Uh, Is it the Vero Beach Resort? Like, you can never, ever, ever, ever find a room there. Like, it's so bizarre to me that right. that they even like like how do you mm. get in as a travel agent? We've looked so many times, and we know people that have gone because their parents were um, DVC holders in that area. But that seems to be the only way that you can get in there. The so I wonder DVC. if this, yeah, if this would be similar to that, where it's like, oh yeah, I know of that. And then that's it. That's like it. you just yeah. can't actually ever get in. Um, very highly sought after. But um, so at the same time that this um, National Harbor Resort was going into place and they had purchased it, Disney had also purchased 21 acres in Koalina and um, with the that's in Hawaii and they had the idea of opening a beautiful resort there. Um, it's the resort we now know as Olani. Um, observers thought that Disney might be waiting to see how this Hawaiian resort did prior to breaking ground on the National Harbor Resort. Now, Olani, I mean, it didn't do as amazing in those first couple of years as they were hoping, but I still think it held its ground. It's been a pretty wonderful resort all in and all out. Um, I mean, how could you go wrong? I in Hawaii. Beautiful Hawaii beaches, yeah. wonderful food, get the characters that come yeah. through. I Mixed mean, in with awesome. a little bit of Disney magic. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this was a quickly canceled November 2011. It was canceled. Um, the projects that moved forward instead of this project included the expansion of Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World and the overhaul of California Adventure at Disneyland Resort. Green lighting a 4.4 billion resort in Shanghai, China, and the recent announcement of an avatar land to be built at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So I do agree that building Pandora was probably one of the best decisions that Disney made for Animal Kingdom. It completely revamped the idea of the park Mm -hmm. and um, made it you know, for those who aren't like super keen on animals or are any of that stuff. It just made a whole new adventure for them over at Animal Kingdom. I'm not going to say anything because it's a big part of what I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. Amazing. I like that. So the last one I'm going to talk about Uh-oh. is actually the most recent. This is We've be talked the last about time it a- you hear Abby's voice for the rest of the episode. Oh. Are you kicking me out of the room? <laughs> no. the, truth be told, I um, uh, Abby was is dealing with a sinus issue, and so we really weird. We've pushed this off. Um, this is Sunday that we're recording, and so I like said to her this morning as we were like uh, talking about breakfast plans. I was like, "Look, if you're not feeling good, I can just do a short episode." <laughs> <laughs> of just the filler so that we put something out there and she gave me like a weird look she was like like we all do know this is the abby like, show right yeah like what do you mean just like kidding. no one wants to listen to you <gasps> oh, talk maybe. for 20 minutes like that's ridiculous that's zero okay. percent true but right. i do like to support uh, you and be yeah, here I and rally your, i saw it in your eyes i saw mm, what you were saying no. can i also mention that somebody has a big birthday coming up this week and he's sleeping over there on the couch. It Somebody's turning two. It's you, mister. Lando. And we are going to officially wish two. you a happy birthday right 
now to Rob. What? There's another Rob in the room? That's you, uh, my friend. I don't have birthdays anymore. Mm, he is the hardest man to buy gifts for. I'm just going to say that right here and right now. Uh, I disagree, but I'm not <laughs> buying, I buy things for myself, but it's yeah. usually pretty easy. And that, <laughs> that is the answer because <laughs> he already has everything he wants. I have you and the girls. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Anyways, yeah, okay. so we talked a little bit about this particular project just because it was throughout the mm-hmm. time in which we started recording this podcast. Yes. It was the Lake Nona project. And this was very exciting to us because we love hearing them about the expansions in Orlando. We've always kind of thrown it out there that maybe one day we want to live in Orlando. We've mm-hmm. kind of changed it up throughout the years because of yes. the politics and whatnot in Orlando. So um, anyways, we were excited about this project they announced it in july of 2021 i have to sneeze <laughs> she's gonna sneeze so i'm just gonna so i'm i'm vamping over here okay and i think she's back i think i'm okay sorry about that so um this was actually set to host employees from disney's parks experiences and products division so a all the Imagineers, kind of. As part of the plans, Disney asked roughly 2,000 Southern California-based employees to relocate to the planned 60-acre campus. This was an $864 million project. It was meant to be a corporate campus. It would consist of six office buildings, two flex buildings, three parking garages, a central plant, and a surface parking lot for visitors. Now, as I'm like starting to envision this, I'm like, oh my goodness, they were trying to make like a Google compound, right? But for Disney. Genius idea. I still think this needs to come through because um, to have all of this and I, I I imagine they wanted to move California out to Orlando because California we're running out of space over there, right? Yes. So Orlando we've still got a lot of a lot of space to grow and revamp and to have all of our wonderful ideas imagineers, I guess. We should just or stick with that one. Ideasists. Um, I like ideasists in one area just creating together um in mm. in this really beautiful built environment i mean it wouldn't be it would have been amazing so um the initial plan called for the buildings to range in height from four to seven stories each with their own parking garages of six levels so think big 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 um it's well, a lot of stories even for disney <laughs> this disney included also get it <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I'm still right. going. I'm still okay. <laughs> getting through right. it. This included plans for 60,000 square feet of solar panels. I love you, Disney. I love it. Plus two acres of green roofs to meet the commitment to the carbon net zero. Amazing. I would get a job just like attending to the green roofs. I think that's so cool. You know, I had... Uh inquire about getting uh, solar panels put on our house but we have too many trees we have so many trees so even though we have trees which helps the environment we're not Uh allowed to benefit from the sun i know (laughs) so and my gardens fail mm, every year yeah anyway womp womp so once inside (laughs) this magical campus employees and visitors will be able to travel via the internal loop road so like there would have been like kind of 
think of going on a big studio lot maybe Mm -hmm. you'd have your own little cars and stuff you'd leave your cars in the parking garages and then you could have like little like when in uh national poon's european vacation and they just keep going around Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hey look it's big ben parliament (laughs) kids look big ben parliament you go anyway okay so the department moving to the east coast was the imagineering team i think i already mentioned that um which works with Disney's movies studios to develop more theme park attractions. So what I think is really cool, and they didn't say this, but having so much land, don't you think you would be building and deconstructing and reconstructing certain ride ideas and whatnot all throughout these kind of areas? Because you have this, you know, mm-hmm. it's all gated, right? There were like supposed to be four gates, ways in which you could come in, which would have security and whatnot. So if you okay. don't have the proper IDs, you want to be able to get in. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's another very secretive, but like zoned off area where yeah. they can right. underground tunnels, make all their secrets really happen. The zombies. Yep. So okay. Um. Okay. So it was supposed to uh, also give Disney uh, a Florida tax credit that would have allowed the company to recoup as much as five hundred seventy million dollars over twenty years for building and occupying this complex so not a bad idea um and it was expected to take course over 18 months right so they announced in 20 what was it 2021 i said and was supposed to be happening they had excuse me my goodness they had really um they had announced and started having people move from california over to Florida at this time. And then they made the announcement that this campus wouldn't open until 2026. Mm-hmm. So kind of frustrating people even more. They said they wanted to give individuals more time to move um, and accommodate the construction timelines for the new offices. We could tell that there were a lot of issues when in 2023, the construction site hadn't moved. There was still dirt. Mm. There was nothing happening. And then, of course, if you didn't know this by now, you've been living under a rock. But Ron DeSantos and Disney were going at it. Right. So all those things that Disney had envisioned coming to an amazing happening. Mm. uh, Ron DeSantos is there saying no, no, no. <laughs> so, anyways, that's my. <laughs> well, that was a great impersonation. Impersonation. They, they um, did SNL. Have SNL called you to be on their <laughs> political no, team? Not even close. Oh. I think after this, they will. <laughs> um. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, and Disney, uh, as we know, over the last couple of years, especially during COVID, there were just a lot of different takeovers we've seen two ceos go through mm-hmm. um and a lot of layoffs a lot of promises for new different positions there's just been a lot of turnover and turmoil throughout mm-hmm. so the announcement came um that the cancellation of the project uh was official in may of 2023 again some of those employees had already moved i know bro. and uh, yeah rough so they said in their announcement that they would um, figure out the situations about uh, putting those employees back in California. Rough oh. city. 
so bad. Um, but it, it was a lot of articles had also said a little bit about how a lot of the, the employees that had moved were uh, not necessarily like youngins, uh, oh. not not with young families and stuff. They were kind mm. of the older Imagineers that okay. they were bringing over. Even so, if I was an older Imagineer and had Florida. grown up in California and like lived there with my families and grandchildren yeah. and everything, I'd not be happy about moving to Florida. And so then it was also said that perhaps they were trying to phase out some of the older Imagineers by this giving this kind of you must move or else forced retirement kind of thing. People don't like to leave Disney. They work there forever. It's a good company to grow with. So, you know, I don't know. Our eyes are on you, Disney. We see your tactics, too. <laughs> but those were a couple. And there are so many more. It was yeah. so interesting to see. I mean, Disney had looked at opening places in Israel and, and mm -hmm. all over. So yeah. uh, there's definitely I said to Abby, I said there I think there's more than enough uh, interesting stories, information that we could do multiple episodes. I'm not going to do them all in a row, but. I'd be. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if you hear more about things that didn't happen. Things that did not come um, to be. So, how about you, baby? Yeah, what so, kind of research did you do? Yeah. So I went on a path, and I started looking at a bunch of stuff. And there, like Abby said, there's a ton of different. Um, I was kind of looking at more rides and attractions and things inside the parks that started, you know, didn't, that started and never got uh, finished ideas, um, things like that. There's a ton of them. Like we could talk about the, you know, there was supposed to be a Muppet Avenue mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, didn't happen because Jim, Jim Henson passed away as it So we just have the Muppet Vision 3D. That was the only part that was fully built. There was a, uh, uh, Indiana Jones, like uh, supposed to be like an Indiana Jones complex built in Disneyland. We would have liked that. Yeah, that would have been awesome, right? That would have been more. It, it was going to have like this, you know, it has the the Indiana Jones adventure ride, mm -hmm. but it was going to be like a bigger like minecart ride, and it was supposed to gonna it was going to go through parts or parts of the Jungle Cruise would have like went through it because you know you could see how that would overlap, mm -hmm. right? There'd be some mm -hmm. overlapping. Or I guess that would have worked on Jungle Cruise because Jungle Cruise is there first. Anyway, um, so I started looking into what is what is known as or what would have been known as the Beastly Kingdom. Ooh, I came that across scary. Is it yeah. supposed to be scary? Ooh, Ooh. Beastly. Yeah, okay. Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I started looking at the story and it just went into the, like this big huge story like it all it, it brings in you know universal gets brought into it there's all types of different ips that get dragged into the story really so it was pretty interesting and and that's kind of where i was focused on now in order for like we need to go back we need to go back in time to the year 1998 i'm gonna Ooh. set i'm gonna set the mood for you okay here's a young rob sophomore in college <laughs> i just do you want to know how old i, I was I, well, in we're, gonna talk, we're gonna talk about that i just discovered happy hours and <laughs> that for the uh, for five dollars and fifty cents i could get a picture of bush light and 20 wings and have a great night ahead of me okay um 
so this also like at that point like you know i still again love disney totally outside of my range of view you know i just yeah. even though the internet was coming about and all this stuff no idea that any of this stuff was happening wasn't following so this was all kind of new to me now abby was a <laughs> freshman in high school no sir eighth grade yes. oh my god <laughs> I feel creepy. I just, I feel creepy. I'm sorry. Just to be, everyone's clear, we didn't meet until later in life. <laughs> we did not know each other at this time. Um, but anyway, now I'm going to go take a shower after this. <laughs> All right, honey. All right. So All right. as you're drinking your beers and yes. eating your wings so and while, enjoying while, while, all while the things college has to offer. While this was happening, Animal Kingdom was was opening in 1998, mm-hmm. right? And it was at the time the CEO of Disney um, was um, Michael Eisner. Mm-hmm. And so in Michael Eisner's uh, address right that he gave out when um, when they dedicated the animal kingdom when it opened he said this statement is welcome to a kingdom of animals real ancient and imagined a kingdom ruled by lions dinosaurs and dragons a kingdom of balance harmony and survival a kingdom we enter to share in the wonder gaze at the beauty thrill at the drama and learn right so that okay. kind of encompasses some of the things that we know about Animal Kingdom, but sure. remember at the time, this was before, you know, there was no Pandora, as Abby uh, talked about, but this, so they say real, ancient, and imagined lions, dinosaurs, and dragons. We have dinosaurs, but where are these dragons? Hmm. Hmm. Right? So that kind of, now we're going down the wormhole or the dragon's hole. Okay. As they would say. So, like I said, we're back in 1998. Disney Imagineers were certain the park would one day house those imagined creatures in a very impressive land called the Beastly Kingdom. And so this was all supposed to be part of a a phase two Mm -hmm. of Animal Kingdom. It opened, obviously, it opened as it was just... Uh, essentially it's a zoo right the the basis behind animal kingdom at Mm -hmm. the time yeah i mean that's where it is supposed to be a place so you could see the animals being raised in captivity and how they're cared for and and like i said learning the uh, pulling an abbey (laughs) as they call it so that was supposed to be it was supposed to be uh peace of the kingdom was going to be part of the phase two expansion is a a massive addition that was going to bring new life to the park soon after its original opening. Of course, one thing as they were developing Animal Kingdom was that there was a lot of money that was going into it. It cost a lot of money to house all these animals yeah. and to keep them fed and keep them happy. And um, Yeah, always. That seems to be the constant struggle with any park hosting animals. Yes. So now what was Beastly Kingdom going to be about? One part of Beastly Kingdom, it was going to be two parts. Right? Okay. So one part was going to be known as, I couldn't get an actual name on it, but like it was supposed to be dedicated to dragons, right? So there was going to be, you were going to go off to one side of the park and it would be kind of, it would look like a, a like a town and kind of, uh, they said it would be like gold stores and like 
corridors of like kind of looking something like to be honest with you, look a little bit like Hogsmeade, I guess, is what the huh. pictures would look like. Um okay. be something like that. But it would be this immersive park where you would walk in and there would sure. be the, the the barkeep and you know he would tell you oh don't go up that way because overlooking all these this town that you would go through that had shops and such would be something called the dragon's tower which would be this big you know uh mountain that mm. would have this ride that was going to be the centerpiece of this part of the um of the of the beastly kingdom and it would be called the dragon's tower and it was like a it was a dark ride roller coaster hybrid mm. that would bring you through the dragon's keep. Right. <clears throat> very cool. Very something yeah. that, you know, immediately you're like, here's a dragon thrill ride. And you would eventually, you know, see a dragon as you go through. And there would probably be treasures in there and bats and all types of things. Pretty interesting. But that would be like the darker side, right? It'd be That's like, so interesting. You know, little, so, yeah. Something, oh. something a little I'm more. I'm like, I'm really definitely picturing, you know, that like that dungeon alley in Universal where you like, go to the dark side. You're like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. That's exactly, exactly what it is. So, um, and again, they said the ride, a lot of it kind of, uh, they were equating it to uh, Revenge of the Mummy in Universal. Oh, okay. Kind of similar oh, in pace to that, okay. right? Then over to the right, there mm -hmm. was going to be like the light, right? It was, was the, the dark versus the light side. Okay. And then the light would have all these like big, like uh, ancient Greek statues and these lush gardens and bubbling pools of crystal water, fields of flowers everywhere. Ooh. Right. And that, and their kind of the centerpiece of their of that side would have been something called Fantasia Gardens. Oh. Which again would have been a, a a dark ride, but it would have been a family dark ride. And it would okay. have all been about the um the segment in Fantasia called the Dance of the Hours, which is all like the ballet dancing hippos mm -hmm. and all and you know the crocodiles, all the animals that come up and uh so that would have been that part of the ride. Then there would have been in the back of it Mm -hmm. would have been an actual um a hedge maze oh it was called the it was called the quest for the unicorn <laughs> and it was an interactive walkthrough that challenged guests to find and awaken five golden idols scattered throughout the maze that would lead you to the home to be able to see in you know an animatronic or what looks like to you unicorn yeah. Ooh. Right? So that would have been like this quest as you're going, to, you know, you're getting yeah. lost amongst the weeds and uh, trying to find your way out and then eventually get to see a unicorn. Ta-da. Very cool. Um, That's amazing. That would yeah. have been a lot of Imagineering, though. Whoa. Oh, definitely a lot of Imagineering. Now, if you're asking where this was supposed to be, yeah. this was supposed to be when you walk into animal kingdom and you go to the left okay to the area that's now known as pandora oh it was going to be there oh right uh -huh. so because it wasn't there originally what what was if anybody remembers if anyone was going to animal kingdom in 1998 mm -hmm. um what was there was something called camp mini mickey oh it was over there now camp mini mickey 
they said from the get-go, always felt temporary. They said it never felt like an actual land or a setup. Okay. Just something that was thrown together. And that's because essentially it was. It was just a it, it was just Place housing holder. it until they, you know, figured out what the next step was or gave the official thing. So Camp Mini Mickey was like the they're calling it the Toontown equivalent of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Because Toontown over in um uh Disneyland was kind of something that was holding a place until you know, they came up and now yeah. they have Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway in there and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It was never really fully developed for a long time. So Camp Mickey Minnie had uh, was quaint and charming, populated by meet and greet huts, babbling brooks, and summer camp kiosks. All right. And, and then it had, it, there were no attraction, there were no rides Nothing in Camp Minnie Mickey. It just had like two theater areas. Okay. Um, one of them housed a... Uh, a show that was called uh, Pocahontas and her forest friends. Oh, said, okay. And people actually really liked they it because it. it was a. It, was, it sounds familiar to me. I feel like I've okay. probably seen it at some point. So it was Pocahontas just like doing animal demonstrations, which is something that's yeah. common amongst, you know, yes. yeah. animal parks and, and zoos and such. Mm-hmm. But she had like possums and. Uh, they said possums, snakes, raccoons, rats, porcupines, and birds would come out and. Especially possums. Those guys are creepy. Yeah. Little beady eyes glowing at you. Mm. Yeah. One of the places I used to work, we, um, we had a storage room that was upstairs and it was never like, there were so many ways. There was no way to keep it like animals out of it. They would just crawl in, you know, when you weren't there and you would go up to like, go get, it was, it housed um, insulation. And so we would go up to get the insulation and like, it'd be, if you went up first thing in the morning, as you opened the door and then, like, you'd look up. It had these, like, racks that were high up. We mm-hmm. never stored anything on. You would just see, like, a like a possum staring down at you. Oh, gosh. Just, like, this little, little guy, no. you know. Yeah. No. Was, no, yeah. thank you. Exactly. Pass. Um, so, well, back to... that's so interesting. Back to Minnie Mickey. The other part of it, there uh-huh. was a second show mm-hmm. that was called Festival of the Lion King. which was just and this is what the the kind of and then when you hear about this and you think about what that that show is now Mm -hmm. um it was actually just a repurposed idea that they used old parade floats Mm -hmm. from the magic kingdom and then just created this story based you know they basically retold the little lion king yeah and just had it now that became a kind of a a fan favorite you know, yeah. that drew a lot of attention more so than the Pocahontas did. Um, and so they ended up deciding to keep that and they just moved it over to its permanent housing, huh. which, you know, you think about it, like where Pandora is yeah. and then where, Anywhere. where that is, right. It's up just up that long walkway and yeah. bridge. Okay. So now it's right over in the uh-huh. beginning of Africa, the Africa section of animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it wasn't where it permanently was. Um, there's like very little parts of Beastly Kingdom that were ever kind of seen or created. One of them was when Animal Kingdom started, they had these river boats that much like the river boats in Epcot mm-hmm. yeah. would bring you, you know, across to the to America, you know, yeah. bring you across the lake. 
<clears throat> they had these river boats that we st- they still have nowadays, but they used to be more like water taxis. Yeah. Whereas now they have like characters that come through and they do they you know they play songs and you kind of hear them and you look at them and then you forget about them. Um, because you can't go on them. Yeah. But they had, they were bringing people, and so they had a guide, and it would bring people from one part of the park to the other. Mm-hmm. It would actually bring you over to, I think that would be Africa, so you wouldn't, at the walk, you would just take this ride. Along that ride, it would stop, and it would see, like, little things along the shore. There was a, um, like, a fire-breathing, like, rock formation that would stop, and it would actually, like, fire would come out of it. And no and I was, like, watching, it's, you know, it's a video from, like, 1998. I love 1998ers. <laughs> like, let's uh, just put a little fire here. Nobody will get hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, see, I like it, too. Um, And so, yeah, you would see those, I think they were called, yeah, to the park's entrance to Africa. Then, yeah, it took you around the Tree of Life. And then there was even a part that would, along the shore, you would see an actual animatronic dinosaur called the Iguanodon. Now, if the <laughs> Iguanodon sounds familiar at all, yeah, that's the dinosaur that you're supposed to in what now known as the dinosaur the ride in uh animal kingdom right that's the dinosaur that you're supposed to go back in time to go get okay back bring back the, yeah to the present interesting okay yes exactly so that was like again there's a whole nother story about like i started reading just about the the ride dinosaur was originally called lost legend countdown to extinction and then it got changed. We could talk about that in depth another That's a time. Whole another episode, right? Exactly. That's so now, so cool. So, um, so <laughs> due to the high costs and the cutting edge of the park, right? Everything just got really expensive. So they had a decision to make. Yeah. They said either they can do beastly kingdom Mm -hmm. or they could do dino land okay michael eisner at the time was looking at it from a business perspective so it's 1998 they were just about to they were creating the now what's known as the 2000 movie dinosaur which came out was supposed to have these groundbreaking visual effects and it was supposed to be like this next the next big disney thing Mm -hmm. that came out and it bombed so he was thinking, he was like, well, we have this dinosaur movie though. Let's, you know, we're, I'm kind of leaning towards this. He had this whole thing with pet projects. I mean, we could even go in and talk about um, the original idea for Disneyland Paris and how that bombed and like lost yeah. like, you know, like a billion dollars <laughs> yeah. um, from building that. And then what, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, right? Obviously, they were riding off Jurassic Park, which was over in Universal. They were like, again, more dinos, more more lands. It makes sense. Um, there also be like, you know, there was just a lot more uh, marketing that was involved in to di- into dinosaurs at the time than it would have been of, yeah, you know, Fantasia, which was an old, you know, even though they had Fantasia 2000, which was about to be a thing. And then, you know, dragons are always part of something. Um, but again, it's just as a cost-cutting ride, mm-hmm. they were able to. They were their idea was that this dinosaur ride was also they were just going to use the Indiana Jones Adventure 
ride from California. Mm-hmm. Just bring it over and mm-hmm. make it a dinosaur ride. <laughs> Cut out all the uh, research that would have to go into it, right? They already had a working yeah. ride. Right. And that's why it's very similar. And that's why it's actually now being replaced. Yeah. That's <laughs> the Indiana Jones adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's a very cool just how the whole thing was set up. That is a cool history for sure. I mean. Yeah. I've Yeah. It so, blows my mind. Where, again, like as mm-hmm. we were saying in the beginning, where it all first started mm-hmm. to where it is Isn't right it? now and so, where it's going. And now, there's one more thing. Beastly Kingdom kind of, you know, goes there. So because of that, right, the all the costs they put, they cancel the project. They're like, Beastly Kingdom's too expensive. All this stuff happened. Dinosaur bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much they're like, we can't spend any more in the parks. Right. And so all these Imagineers ended up leaving. Yeah. Um, because they were they were like, we're not doing anything right now in, in 2000. Um, we're not going to build anymore in this park. So they end up leaving, going to Universal. Oh. And they, uh, they end up building the Lost Continent over in Universal, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. featured a dragon roller coaster. Yes. Which they say was kind of like the the beginning concept of, you know, what... Uh, it was going to be over in Beastly Kingdom. Huh. So all this this theming and all this stuff that uh, it came from Disney. Yeah. Now you're going to say what happened to the area that with the, what now obviously it's like a 2000 right? Yeah. There was mm-hmm. a big gap mm-hmm. because when did Pandora opened in what 20? I'm going to say 16. Let me look so, it up while you. So there was a big gap. At the mm-hmm. time, Disney was in talks with another major movie production mm-hmm. to fill that area. And that was, they were in talks with one J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were about to purchase the theme park rights to the Harry Potter franchise. Right. And bring it into Disneyland. Mm-hmm. That would have been huge. Yes. Right? Um, they were saying that... The talks of that kind of stalled, right? They were pretty far along. They almost got there. But that J.K. Rowling didn't want to um, give away full, like, control. Kind of like, because, you know, when like what Disney did with Star Wars is they just bought Star Wars from Lucasfilms. Right, so they could do whatever they wanted. They bought Lucasfilms Mm -hmm. from George Lucas. So they just do whatever they want. But J.K. Rowling didn't want to give away all of that. And so... That is the kind of the Disneyfication of it. They they didn't want to be Disneyfied. Like if you go to you know when they originally bought Star Wars, they were there were things where they were having Star Wars weekend. Yeah, and you would see like Darth Vader dancing to Michael Jackson <laughs> songs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know things like that. And so they didn't want that to happen. And that's why Universal, you don't see Harry, Ron, or Hermione people dressed as them coming and doing shows. Yeah, and okay. stuff like that. But whereas, whereas Disney, you know, Ray's, Ray's walking through the galaxy's edge, and yeah. you know, the Baby Yoda and and Mando. But I do feel like that makes a really big difference. Like when you see Ray and mm-hmm. Baby Yoda, you're completely immersed, and you're so yeah. you re- relate to this experience, right? It makes it's it true. real for you. The fact that you are in 
Harry Potter theme world and you don't see, see Hermione ever. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Even though people kind of still think of Harry Potter like that, you know, the Wizarding World is more authentic than the Galaxy's Edge. Okay. They still kind of like they're more blown away with it than unless you're like a big, you know, Star Wars freak like myself. And I can understand because it, I think spatially, uh, like when we said how Disneyland was more intimate, and so sometimes the Christmas experience is nicer there. I feel like that's probably the same spatially for the Harry Potter themed world. Mm-hmm. Spatially, it's in your face and it's mm-hmm. very intimate and very small. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like everywhere you turn, every corner has been accounted for. As for mm-hmm. Star Wars Galaxy Edge, they have a lot of places in which they can grow more. And yes. I think that's on purpose because I think they, they are planning to continuing to grow as the series continues to grow because it's just this never ending thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know that there was a final ending to Harry Potter, like there wasn't going to be any more. So there's there's definitely differences there. No, so there I is differences. And now that I kind of finished up, that was the pretty much the all the information I had on the Beastly Kingdom. But I did read some stuff about Star Wars and how they're trying to build the Galaxy's Edge up more. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into full detail, but they are like they're they're now trying to make it more fun, right? Because originally Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, like you walked into it and the cast members were so like supposed to be playing a role Mm -hmm. that they couldn't answer your questions. Hmm. So like you couldn't, if you asked them where the bathroom was, they like couldn't say, Oh, the bathroom is over here. Like they had to call it. I forget. They call it the, yeah, they had a different language, the the waste, you -hmm. know, recycling center or something. I forget exactly what it was, but that's why they say like, they say bright suns. Yes. Yes. In the morning. I like that. So they're going to do away with it. So they still have it, but they, but they also could tell you, you know, the restrooms over here, (laughs) (laughs) that sort of thing. Or like how, what time do the fireworks start? And they're like, what are fireworks? You know, now (laughs) they answer those questions. They also change the menus down where they, they're still themed as Star Wars, but they're less like, you'll understand that it's just like, you know, a chicken cube. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the one thing that is cool, and I'll just say this and then we'll move on. Galaxy's Edge, if you look all along, especially right now, you just have it. There's parts where you'll see characters. You'll see um, Chewbacca or you see Rey or they have Ahsoka like standing up on top of the roofs. Those originally were built not just for that, but to be action set pieces. Whereas yeah. like it would, you would see Rey fighting Kylo Ren yeah. in like a lightsaber battle. Nice. So they're talking about bringing that yes. back into the parks. And I think that would add would add more of an interesting component to it yes 100 percent. so i mean outside of the parks you know and that's why they're saying the harry potter versus the disney and you know you're not going to see a, a harry potter legoland set being sold in the stores in the wizarding world whereas you will at you know over in disney you'll see the star wars legoland set interesting but anyway so that's my whole thing that's the beastly kingdom there's a lot more stuff i mean we could talk forever about the excavator things like the toontown trolley uh there was a villain ride mm-hmm. a bullet train i mean there's a lot of river cruise fire mountains all these things yeah. that, that we could go into and we will probably at a later time at a later time for sure i mean that was really cool i didn't know about any of that stuff really mm. so awesome thank you for looking all that mm. up 
We've got a lot of current news going on. I mean, so far over at Universal, the Mardi Gras parades have kicked off. They started on February 3rd, which was yesterday. Um, And the food booths are incredible. You'll find the French and Spanish cuisine and so much more. So if you are into a fun party, head on over to Universal. Who doesn't love fun parties? So just shortly, I'm I'm going to go over to our friends at Disney Tourist Blog because they had a lot, lot of information about this. Um, just a couple of days ago, there were new construction permits filed for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh-oh. So this covers details of the development plus rumors and speculations. Uh-oh. Wish my wishful thinking, I should say, for the. Uh, former star cruiser to become a resort building and potential like interactive multi-day experience it to be converted into just a place in which you could stay that would be cool that would be cool i hope that comes very soon (laughs) is that what the permits are leading to or they don't there's not i mean it's all just speculation right now oh. but i mean it is a building permit mm. so they're going to build something okay. right remember this is a resort a potential resort that mm. doesn't have a pool doesn't yeah. have a parking lot so mm. what are we going to do i mean they took people in box trucks over there with no windows yeah, that's true. so we uh, definitely need to figure out how that's all gonna <laughs> gonna look and figure out and i'm sure they've already got a big plan for it and i am excited to see where that goes and okay. you can better believe if it's a resort we're gonna pop on over there and give our reviews see what we can do so disney springs and disney um they have their soulfully celebration happening which is celebrating black heritage through an array of delectable dishes and refreshing drinks also within the parks um they have the new photo ops to celebrate black history month the soul magic shot is available at the cloud wall in disney california adventure park and disney's hollywood studios near disney Hollywood Studios Arch. The magic shot features Joe Gardner on the piano and Dorothea Williams on the saxophone. So that's a cool one. And then, of course, this would be my fave. The Princess and the Frog magic shots are available at Disney PhotoPass Studio at Disney Springs. One photo features Tiana's restaurant in the background and Tiana posing with the guests. And the other magic shot features the bayou as the background with the guests holding holding a large lily pad and Ray, um, the firefly in the corner. So I, I love those. I love new photo photo passes. Yeah. It kind of um, puts a timestamp on of when you were at the parks, mm-hmm. which I like because uh, they yeah, are always true. changing them up, which is fun. Yeah. You're not going to see a song in the South uh, magic shot. No, thank you. But we'll see a princess and the frog. Yes. Now I like going wonderful. back to the soul one, uh, where the saxophone is Dorothea Williams plays. Um, I could actually, you know, also play the saxophone. I played a mean saxophone in my elementary school uh, band. That little wood reed thing that would be in the saxophone, ugh, that thing was like all wet and slobbery and stuff. Wow. Here's Rob things. with his retainer trying to play the saxophone. Uh, Rob, do you still have a saxophone somewhere? <laughs> I think you know everything I own. <laughs> No, there are still about four or five boxes that you haven't unpacked in the last two places we have lived <laughs> together. So they, mm. I, you never know what's in those boxes. One of these days. 
So, hey, next weekend's the Super Bowl. I mean, that's where people uh, eat soup out of a bowl. Um, traditionally, I think it's more like wings and mm-hmm. nachos and, and plain palm grinders, all sorts of fun things. So just a little bit of, you know, everybody kind of thinks of like, oh, after the Super Bowl, they go to Disney, right? Well, where did this all start? Uh, quarterback Phil Sims was <laughs> the first player to say he would visit Disney after the 1987 Super Bowl. So this was a Disney commercial. So Disney actually funded this starring the New York Giants player. And in the commercial, he was asked, now that you've won the Super Bowl, Phil Sims, what are you going to do? And he replied, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> and and this, now, that, yeah. yep, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I like it. He's I li- taking true delight in me. I like the story. So uh, the commercial paid Sims $75,000 just to say Could you that, that one line. $75,000 to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to Disney World. Well, imagine what they're getting paid now to do that. So, yeah, this is one of the longest running and most successful marketing campaigns Mm -hmm. Disney has ever had. Mm -hmm. So Disney World and Disneyland now seem to be taking turns hosting the annual Super Bowl celebrations, which diehard Disney World fans get really pissy about this, like because they'll make their reservations to go to Disney World and for the past I'm going to say two years because they haven't announced this year but I'm assuming it's going to be in Disneyland again they'll make their reservations to go to Disney World expecting to see this parade because it is a parade mm. it happens usually about 1.30pm to okay. replace the other parades um, and so now it's dependent on where the Super Bowl really is taking place and this year it's taking place in Las Vegas so you would assume that because Disneyland's the closer location, that's where they would go. Now, my heart goes out to these fellows that are playing and then have to get up the next day <laughs> and get on a float and wave very nicely to a bunch of children and fans because, holy moly, their bodies must be hurting like crazy because they are giving it their all through this Super Bowl experience. And I just... Like, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you turn around and you're just like, now let's just get on a flight and be a family man after all that crazy impact. I don't know why you're laughing at me. You know, I just <laughs> love that, that you're taking the sports segment on this. This is amazing. Is it amazing? Yeah, it's now the time to mention you're, you're Mr. Reading, Shield Kapadia. <laughs> your, your reading of the Phil Simms line was like, I was there as a young boy, a long, a lifelong Giants fan. Yes. Watching the Super Bowl alone because his father was a Cowboys fan Ooh. and didn't want to watch it with him mm. or with somewhere else. So um, that was amazing. Well, I so you remember watching this? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh! Now, when he used, did you see this eight, line? I was eight years old. Eight years old. Yep. Oy, I was a little one. Um. So, do you you remember the yeah. whole experience? Yeah. And did you happen to watch the parade after in Disney, or that wasn't I, something that was advertised yeah, to I me? Don't, I don't think. I don't know if that was uh, something that was advertised. Maybe that was something in the news the next day, but I wasn't. Uh, part of that i just remember the commercial (laughs) 
That's awesome. Now, I, you know, I say Shiokapadia because we have a family member who's actually a really good sports <laughs> caster and podcaster. Yeah. And so I would. Yeah, yeah. he's a sports He's probably writer, laughing yeah. at my <laughs> little He works for spiel. The Ringer, which mm-hmm. is, and he hosts podcasts on Spotify. They're like, and it's a national NFL podcast that gets, uh, you know. Uh, gets a lot of viewers. Yeah. Well, right. he'll be over there at the Super Bowl yeah. this year, so he can probably out to be Vegas, the much to my sister's chagrin. <laughs> he could be the first to tell us if they're going to decide on Disney World or Disneyland. Now, um, again, so we're thinking that this is going to be in Disneyland, and one of the biggest questions among our children is if the Chiefs win, will Taylor Swift attend the Disney? land or disney world super bowl party well she is currently on her heiress tour as everybody knows and needs to be in tokyo but she will most likely hightail it back to las vegas for the game um and it is tradition for the families to join in the disney celebrations right you might just see the quarterback or whoever's invited i think last year it was my home Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> Did yep. I get his name? That, uh, and he was the only one who came okay. to do the Disney World. He was the but Super his Bowl whole MVP. But his whole family was there. And actually, recently, um, uh, tra- uh, Taylor Swift's beau, his brother, is it Travis? or So Travis is, is the brother. Is the one that plays with the Chiefs. And then his oh, brother, brother, Jason. Jason. Plays so for Jason the and his family were just at Disney World and they had a nice photo app over there, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, getting back to Taylor Swift, she doesn't have a show again until February 17th over in Melbourne, Australia. So the chances are actually really, really high that she would join if he decides to go to the Disney. But also, I mean, how could we talk about the NFL without talking about Taylor Swift, right? Um, it's impossible. Well, yes, she's brought a lot of but, like fun to uh, it. I'm, well, I, I, mean, I mean, a lot of a lot more a different fan base is now paying attention to the NFL. Absolutely, that, that hasn't. But could you imagine? Like, I don't think there's any way that Taylor Swift could like knowing if anyone knows where Taylor Swift is going it's just going to be mobbed it is and so that's my other concern too Mm -hmm. is that like she brings a different element and and yeah, it's going to be really we, chaotic. We should check to make sure we don't have any uh, clients going out to uh, Disney Disneyland. Disneyland uh, at that time. Yeah. That's actually a good point. I haven't looked in our roster, maybe, but maybe let them know. Like, <laughs> maybe you might want that. Might want to be your rest day. You know, the, the Monday after. February is a huge travel month. Mm. We are busy, busy, busy this month, um, yeah. as well as April is a really, really busy and, and month for us. So, it, but the Disney parks are usually yeah. pretty hopping. They're pretty hopping, especially uh, this coming. What is it? President's Day weekend? That's in yeah. February. Mm-hmm. Is it always sells out? So make sure that you have any sort of dining reservations that you might want to make. Make mm-hmm. sure everything's organized and in control and ready to go. Um, we were over that way last year, but this year we're going in a different direction and just assisting mm. all of our clients as they go on their fun journeys. But that's it. That's all I got for the news. It's really exciting. Can't wait to come back and see what's happened next week. We're going to Disney World. Uh. <laughs> Family Trap.
Mädchen. Mädchen.